Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are off to the apocalypse or post-apocalypse. Uh, you know, we missed the apocalypse, <laughs> which is horrible. Maybe it's the pre-post-apocalypse. <laughs> that's that's true. Pre in between apocalypse. <laughs> is that the plural? Apocalypses. Um, the uh, nondescript. Uh, for some reason, every time there's an apocalypse, uh, '80s fashion comes back, charging back oh, in yeah. really hard, and. Uh, that <laughs> just waiting, waiting for the apocalypse. That's the the only 80s reason fashion. 80s fashion doesn't come back is because an apocalypse hasn't taken out everybody that's suppressing it. Right. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That's what the apocalypses do. They just they pick and choose based on your love of 80s faction. If you liked it, you'll survive. So get <laughs> to like it. And that's the trick for surviving the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are definitely well entrenched in uh, Neon Apocalypse and the game that we're reviewing today, and that is the twenty-one or twenty twenty-one game Radlands. Uh, this is a two-player game of um, uh, let's see, uh, how would I describe this game? Well, I'll just read the tagline: Post-apocalyptic people fight to destroy the rival tribes' camps, and that's pretty much a good summation of it. Yeah. You are, uh, yeah, you're you're one of a tribe, and you're going to be defending your camps, your three camps, and trying to destroy your opponent's three camps, and uh, you're going to be recruiting people to your cause, and um, they're going to be recruiting people to their cause, and these people are going to come with special abilities, as you might expect, and uh, yeah, this is an interesting back-and-forth two-player game. It plays in about 20 to 40 minutes is what the playing time is listed. I'd say that's about right. I think um, you could pretty get close to the 20 if you really get uh, to know this game it's uh you know it's it's pretty straightforward in rules and um you could definitely get it uh, down to a rhythm <clears throat> age is 14 plus community says no no 12 plus of course uh, i'd agree with that i think 12 year olds would definitely get this game uh it just would depend on like i don't know it's not it's not like hyper violent or anything like that it's compared no. to even other games so i'd say very appropriate for a 12 year old for sure uh weight is 2.24 um that even seems a little heavy to me. I mean, I guess it's hovering around two does make sense, but like, this isn't a heavy game. There's a lot of cool strategy options that present itself, but it's not really a heavy game in any way. I'd say it's very approachable. Um, designed by Daniel. Oh, Daniel, I'm gonna slaughter this name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For a second, I thought you were like abbreviating his last name or something. I don't think that's his last initial. <laughs> Daniel O. Daniel. <laughs> Uh, Peachnik, Peachnik, uh, that's probably nowhere near close, but uh, soul designed by Daniel O'Daniel Peachnik and uh, art by Lisa, or I'm sorry, Lena Cosette, Damien Mamoliti, and Manny Tremblay, uh, published by Roxley. Um, yeah, you may have heard of Gradlands. I feel like it got a bit of hype when it was uh, kickstarted and uh, was mm -hmm. coming out. I definitely heard of the game uh, quite a bit before we ended up playing it. I had a friend who got it and was like, oh, you got to try this. So uh, I'm glad we got it to the table to check it out. And uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about actually how you fight uh, and defend your own camps. And then we'll talk more about our thoughts on the game itself. Okay. Uh, basically what you're going to do in the setup, uh, each person's going to start with three camps. Uh, they suggest that if it's your first game, you start with three specific camps, the garage, 
Railgun and uh, Supply Depot. We did not play that way. Uh, you can just kind of shuffle them together, draw six, and of the six, pick three, uh, and then put them face down so that the opponent doesn't know which ones you picked. Once you've each picked them, you will reveal them. And once you reveal them, the uh, cards themselves will tell you how many cards you start with in your hand. These are other cards. The camp cards after that are removed from the game. You don't need them anymore. Uh, you're just going to be working with the, uh, I guess, people deck what do they call it in this game uh the draw deck i, I guess is yeah. what they call it <laughs> it's <Yeah>. very <laughs> missed opportunity there to make it something very cool yeah uh so you'll start with whatever the camps indicate your starting hand is each player will start with three water water is a resource although the person who goes first uh, is only going to start with one water just to kind of even out the fact that they went first uh uh, you have to imagine that in front of these three camps are two open spaces in front of each of them. Uh, this is where you're going to put your people. Uh, you also will have on the one side of your board, you're going to have two extra cards. They're the Water Silo and the Raiders. Uh, these are cards that you're eventually going to pick up or move around depending on what you do with stuff. I'll get to them. Uh, and then you also have on the other side of your board, you're going to have uh, like three spaces for events. And I'm using air quotes uh, actually, uh, where this is kind of like a, a time track where as soon as you put something on it, uh, things are going to move. Uh, but basically, that's kind of how you start the game, uh, and you get going. On uh, Every turn is basically uh, first events. Anything in that event track will move forward. If anything moves to the zero spot, because there are three spots, and if it moves off of one of the, if one of them moves off of the spots, it, it happens. It's an event. It, it takes place. Um, uh, so if there's anything to it resolve, it resolves. But if you just move everything up and nothing falls off, so to speak, then nothing happens. After that, uh, you do your income. Uh, each you, you get your three water and you draw a card. But again, uh, the first first player uh, will only get one water, but they still will draw a card. Then it's actions, and you can do as many actions as you can afford to do. Uh, there are five basic actions that you can do. You can either play a card. Uh, to play a card, you look on the card, and in the upper left-hand-ish corner, there's two things that are in the upper left-hand corner. It's the one that's slightly lower and next to the name. Uh, it tells you how much water it will cost. It may cost no water. Uh, but usually they are people, and you can put them in front of your camps to kind of guard your camps or possibly do other things. Uh, and when you pay for things, you will put the water on it to indicate that you've used it. it then it's, it's like a summoning sickness type thing that once you play them, you can't use them unless you have another person that has a, a, an ability that allows you to use things after you've played them type of things. There's a lot of interaction going on. Some of the cards have special text below them that says, oh, this will be an ever-present thing for you, or some of them are just a one-time action thing when you use it. Uh, you can use an ability coming onto those people. There are certain people that you might have are out already from previous turns, and you can place water on them to do things, such as attack other people, or attack camps, or do cool things in the draw deck, or possibly uh, resolve, uh, restore certain characters that may have been already hit, uh, or other zany, crazy things. Uh, after, you can also, on your turn, junk cards. As I mentioned, there's another symbol in the upper left-hand corner. You can always take any card from your hand and junk it, get rid of it, uh, to do one of the cool symbol thingies, which could either be um, 
getting extra water, restoring something that's been damaged, um, getting extra punk, placing your raiders. As I mentioned, those raiders are off on the side. You can add them to your events space so that you can do even better attacks, uh, draw more cards, things like that. Uh, you can also draw a card for two water. You can always spend two water to just draw a card if you need more cards. Uh, and then you can also uh, spend a water to pick up your water silo, the one other card that I mentioned that's off to the side, and put it in your hand. Uh, the water silo just gets you a water when you play it. So basically, it's mostly used for if you have an extra water on your turn uh, and you're just like, I have nothing to really want to use this for, I will kind of put it towards a future turn or, or it could be something where you're like I know next turn I'm going to need a lot of water so instead of doing this cool thing I'm going to get a ton of water ready so that I can do this huge big cycle of actions on my next turn type of thing but you continue to uh, basically plow through and attack things uh, when you attack you can only attack the things in the front unless the card specifies that you can attack other things or specific things but mostly you will only be able to attack your opponent with whatever cards in their front, if the only card in their front is their camp, which is again the thing you're trying to attack, uh, then it will take damage. Anything that takes damage, it kind of tips over to the side, and if it takes damage again, it flips over completely and is either killed if it's a person or is destroyed, uh, which is good for you, uh, not for your opponent, uh, and it is out for the rest of the game unless they have some weird special ability that will bring it back and destroy something else type of a thing. Uh, but yeah, you continue to do that until one person has lost all their camps and they will lose uh, or if you go through the draw deck two times uh, then the game just ends in a draw so that is how the game will end and that that is the game I'm sure there's tons of stuff I missed and there's a lot of intricacies but I'm not <laughs> going to go into all the intricacies <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it I mean the, the the main arc of the game is the abilities of the people you recruit and, um, you know, how they interplay and how you choose to go after strategy. We played this a couple times in a row, and I really... Um, did we play this a couple times in a row? We did, right? Yes, we did. We played it twice. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like... <laughs> and, and according <laughs> to most people, twice is a couple. Uh, according ah. to me, a couple is more than two, but I know I'm wrong. <laughs> you are wrong. <laughs> yes, it drives me crazy. Oh, I'll take a couple donuts? Great. How many? A uh, couple. <laughs> yes, I know, but how many do you want? I thought I said. Um, to me, a few is two, but that it's the complete. <laughs> oh upset. man! No, I know. Get out I'm of backwards. town. That's wrong. So wrong. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no. So we played this a couple times to be able to kind of get a good sense of it. And uh, each time we had different strategies and different or manifested themselves. And um, I, I really like this game. I thought I I, I love two player head to head games like this. I feel like these these are the games like so we played. Um, uh what was it did we play ludus last or anyway abstract two-player head to get games yes. on alex destroys me on but these games i feel like i can <laughs> edge him out and so these are like my wheelhouse sort of these modern sort of easy <laughs> easier approachable games uh or my wheelhouse but um i really love games like this and i have a few uh and this is a great one i I'm not gonna pick this one up because I just have so many of them already that I enjoy. But um, Redlands was great. I I thought it was uh, a good combo of um, strategy options within the people. It's pretty fast moving, and um, I loved the the strict water control that you have to 
take advantage of. And the fact that just using your water tower to get that one extra water is a pretty powerful bonus to be able to kind of like incorporate. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's me. So what are your thoughts about the game overall? I mean, I was, I was okay with it. I would probably need a few more plays to actually start liking the game. Uh, it's, it's not my jive. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of things about the game that I know a lot of the things that I don't like about the game are because I'm doing things wrong. Like after thinking about it, for a couple of days and I'm just like going why did I not like that because I mean I'm doing a lot of stuff bad is, is is the main thing it's just like there are plenty of turns where I'm like you know I'm just gonna do this I'm gonna play all of these cards I'm like I should not do that I'm wasting a lot of resources like I I had a lot of plans where I'm like I'm just gonna force my raiders forward by playing these cards when it's just like you know what? if I just let time do it that would be even better because then I'm I have a card in my hand which is really important and I tended to have games where I'm like, I have nothing in my hand. I'm just hoping to top deck stuff all the time, uh, (laughs) which is not not good Uh, in this game. You want to have something in your hand to be like, "Uh, I want to have options, whereas I had no options. I just had whatever I would draw from the top, which is not that great. You want to save like the big like, I'm going to make this big push for when you think you can kill them or put them to a point where they have nothing to do on their turn or they're just going to be trying to scramble to rebuild on their turn. Those are the times when you do it. I was just doing it because I'm like, all right, yeah, sure, that's something I can do, which is that's not a plan. That's just <laughs> that's just yeah. just ins- <laughs> insanity is what that is. And so that's the main reason I probably didn't do so well. I'm sure if I played again, I would have I'd be like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to let that sit. I'm going to kind of build up my resources. At the very least, I'm going to kind of build up more defenses type of things. But there's still something about it that just it's the the whole as soon as something is attacked, it's turned sideways uh, and people can't do their thing. Uh, so any any special actions people have, they can't do anything if they are turned sideways. Camps can, which is great. Uh, they can still do their thing if they are turned sideways. But th- the other thing is that they also can't do anything the turn that you restore them. So if you turn them back, you can get abilities to turn them back. They also can't do anything after they've been restored. You have to wait until the next turn, which it's, it, uh, it just... It just hurts me a little bit because I'm like, but I want to use these. I I purposely put these things out here to build like a kind of a system. And just one little bink can take me out for like two turns. It's like, oh, God, and I have to waste a turn just restoring it. And chances are right. I'll probably get knocked over again. And just that just irks me a little bit. I want to build a thing and use the thing I build. And I, oftentimes I felt like, well, why bother? I'm just gonna I'm gonna go all out just to use it because I built it to use it. I didn't build it just to like take hits all the time and hoping that you don't attack that one thing and maybe you attack this thing over here. But I'm pretty sure you're gonna attack that thing because I'm pretty sure you know I want to use that thing. And it's just like oh, it just ah, there's just something about it. <laughs> it it makes me wait for stuff and I don't want to wait. I just I want to do. I like games like this where I can just do, but this game doesn't want you to do. It wants you to wait. It wants you to wait for just the right time to do things. And I just, I think I have just a little bit of a hard time internally doing that. So it's a, yeah. it's a good game. I like the game, but I don't know <laughs> if it's a hundred percent my game. I'm not going out to buy it anytime soon, much like you. I have some similar games 
The other thing is, I don't think my wife would like it, and since it's two-player, I'm probably just playing it with my wife, and so I know she wouldn't like this. So, I I don't know. Right. I just can't see myself, like going gangbuster if you wanted to play this again i totally would because i would love to see if i can figure out how to not screw up uh but, <laughs> but uh, i mean that's 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 my basic idea of this game <laughs> yeah i can see that i feel like it definitely can be uh you know because it's based on card draw two and um to a degree like what's coming out you know you're drawing a card every turn or every round at least once and so um it, it is a little fickle there too and i would say <laughs> that my strategy is, um, especially the second round, I feel like I was drawing really well. Like, uh, yes, um, I was drawing really, really well. And so that, that, uh, that definitely like any two player game, there's definitely a time where you feel like you got to catch up and it, can you catch up as one thing versus, um, are you always feel like you're trying to catch up? And so, uh, I could definitely understand that for sure. But, um, yeah, overall, I think the game does what it wants to do really well. Like, in these two-player games, there is an imbalance, and there is, you know, I, I would say, to that effect, there is a, an ability to catch up. It gives you space to do that, but it may not be as easy as you might hope based on card draw or uh, the engine your opponent has. Like, my, the second game, I was drawing really well, and I got my engine, like, right away. <laughs> like, yeah, it, was it was online really good. super fast. Yeah, and that and you were trying to get your started, and I was uh, able to just kind of fortify pretty pretty quickly and and have a, a really hard uh, wall of <laughs> of defense to be able to get through even to get the first one. So, um, one thing I do like about it, like you mentioned, this effect how the fact that the people once they're damaged they can't attack. I do kind of like that. Like it can work for you and against you, but I do think that's a a cool way of keeping the game slower. Like it doesn't. Yes. It doesn't. Otherwise, it would go really fast. Like, and someone would just dominate. Like for sure, the possibility of of taking the lead is here. But with that, uh, um, with that happening, with bases and with a people's ability basically being nullified if they are tapped. it creates an interesting choice because you you only have so many spaces for people. If they're all filled, you've basically kind of committed to these people, and then you have to either oh, all right, I'm going to expend effort to untap them to get them back in the mix, um, or I'm just going to you know I don't know hopefully uh, assign damage to them and uh, just get rid of them. So there's this interesting decision, and I, I love the tempo effect of that. <coughs> um, the other thing about it is. Um, like I said before, the water. I love the resource control of the water. It can be extremely frustrating at times where you feel like, oh, I just don't have enough to do what I need to do. But I really like the way they did that. I think, it, once again, it makes the game um, progress at a certain tempo that is um, good. It's not too fast. It's not too slow. So kudos to them to for controlling game tempo because that can be a really hard thing, especially in a head-to-head back-and-forth game, a battle game. Mm-hmm. It can be really hard to, like... Uh, clarify tempo to to not make it feel imbalanced <clears throat> good job daniel o'daniels uh let's see <laughs> of course the artwork on this game is fantastic i mean we were kind of joking about the beginning but like 80s era post-apocalypse like they went they just <laughs> grabbed all of that ip <laughs> or not even ip just like historical artistic reference of like 80s post-apocalyptic and just rolled around in it like this game is hyper neon hyper um you know all of those things that you would expect the, the colors the design the art is just fantastic here it makes a very uh, colorful splash on the table 
um, I just loved uh, I loved everything about it. I, I like the the character design is fun. The art artwork in general is really well. The color palette is awesome and what you kind of hope for. It's kind of like dusk in a neon '80s apocalypse is what it feels like, and uh, or maybe dawn. I don't know. Maybe you're waking up early and getting to it. <laughs> I'm not sure how, how inspired <laughs> you are, but um, really really well done. Uh, let's see what else. Um, yeah, let's just jump right into uh, taking it out. So. If you're going to take this uh, game out and about, so there is, they do sell a player mat for this, but you definitely do not need it. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I'm trying to think. We played the digital version of this game. I don't, yeah, there's not a player mat or anything that comes with the normal game, right? I don't think so. The normal game doesn't come with a player mat. If you get the, I don't know if they call it the deluxe edition or whatever, it's technically two separate player mats, one for each player is what it is. Uh, I believe they okay. might. The, I think the digital edition we had was just one big player mat, but uh, from what I've seen, uh, the deluxe edition has two separate player mats that you can use. Okay. All right, that makes sense. Um, but you definitely do not need them. I think um, the cool thing about this is this game does come in a, a reasonably small size box. You can easily throw it into a jacket pocket um, or a bag or something like that. But taking it out is it's easy to get there in the box size, and then taking it out is going to be you know, what you'd expect for a two-player game and cards. So the way the orientation is is you, you randomly select uh, your three bases, and so you've got your – or you don't randomly. I guess you have choices. But anyway, you have your three bases in front of you, so your that starts your column of cards. And then at, to the right of that, you'll have your – or one side of that, you'll have your water tower, which will come in and out of your hand if you decide to use it. And you also have your raiders, which will be activated throughout the game most likely. Raiders are the kind of your core – um, non-stop sort of like poking at your enemy. Like they're just sort of an unstoppable force that just keeps coming and does a damage. <laughs> and uh, one of the best ways to kind of keep keep at attacking without, you know, you're not going to do huge attacks, but it, it does make a difference for sure, the Raiders. Um, so those are going to kind of be sitting to the side of your playmat. Above those three base cards, you're going to be adding in cards here and there. So you're going to be recruiting people and they're going to, you know, go to one base or another and they're going to be attacking and protecting that base from that location. Um, they can be either specific characters or they could be nameless punks that are the backside of the cards, which are used as placeholders for just basically cannon fodder characters that are just going to kind of like absorb damage. Um, so those are going to be kind of growing up in front on the columns above your bases. They're only going to grow three levels high at the most. And then if they are three, if you've made a three by three grid, you are pretty much fully stocked for defenses and attacking people. And you basically have to work with that engine that you've created unless someone dies or is eliminated in some other way. The only other thing that, uh, beyond that is to the left of that, or once again, to one side or the other, uh, is going to be your events. So events are going to be um, in a tier of one, uh, first, second, and third rows, uh, or a column, I should say, of, of one, two, and three levels high. And the topmost event is the event that is going to trigger next. Um, and they're going to slowly progress uh, uh, up in that column as they get closer and closer to triggering. Uh, the cool thing about events, too, is like they will be placed in a certain level, first, second, or third in that tier, based on what the event says. So some events trigger faster than others. Some events are more of a slow, long-term effect that you've got to plan for or uh, just you know go crazy and throw it in the mix and just radiate everybody. <laughs> but um, So at the most, in front of you, you're going to have, let's see, a 5 by 3 grid of cards 
I would say. And uh, the extra card there would be your kind of rules reference. Also on the table is going to be your stack of water discs. You are going to have three um, every round, but there's also going to be a stack of uh, supplemental water discs that you can earn through your water tower or potentially other card effects. Um, and then, of course, there's going to be a draw deck and a discard pile uh, somewhere on the table. Uh, and that's pretty much it. So your, your player space is pretty reasonable. I mean, this definitely, definitely passes the pizza test. The nice thing about this is you can kind of set this off to one side and have a meal in front of you and still play this off to one side against each other. Um, there's not a lot of, like, once your engine starts going, there's not a lot of card turnover so you know it's not like you're going to be surprised about suddenly the complement of people your opponent has you kind of have a sense of it and you're going to notice like oh that guy died or i killed that guy or whatever and you're going to you're going to be very aware of like what person is missing or is exchanged so it's not going to be like something you have to constantly keep track of what they have you'll most likely know it as it as they build it up um because it's going to be really annoying because <laughs> it's going to affect you <laughs> and you're going to be like i hate that guy that mimic is annoying I, that mimic's stupid i don't like him um so uh yeah you can easily play this i think with uh, even a big mill in between you um and uh easily kind of keep track of the game uh the vibe of the game is really good i i, I definitely feel like there's enough strategy considerations to keep you engaged but it's never really analysis paralysis e it, it felt like there's always kind of like a thing you want to do and with the events thrown in there you can there's like there's sort of wild card things to throw in, in the mix there's always like really cool things to do the only the, the only restriction really is like how much water do you have to spend to do it and so um, you're going to pretty much grasp onto one engine or another pretty quickly, whether or not that's the one that carries you through the game or the one that you could hold on to is another thing, but you're going to, it's going to kind of become evident the direction you should go, uh, pretty quickly. I, I would say, I don't know. Would you agree with that? Do you feel like it, it like, even if it doesn't stick with you, it's kind of like, oh, okay, here, I see what I've got. I'm going to try to go this way. Yeah. Your, your, your camps kind of guide you a little bit as to how you want to build and then what you draw kind of changes the direction a little bit yeah yeah for sure so um and uh that's one of the things too i will say is like i really love the idea of the camps and you kind of like like you said using them to kind of drive your initial strategy um there's some really fun camps and some interesting ones to be like oh okay i see what they want me to do here and then just trying to go after it and you know sometimes it can work out sometimes not but um there's a really uh, quite a few options i'm trying to remember how many camps there are in the deck but i think it's like 20 something 30 something it's it's a lot <clears throat> it's a lot of camps um yeah so yeah this is this is a, a good one too like i said table presence is really cool this definitely draws the eye the artwork is fantastic um and um yeah this is an easy one to take out and uh, throw on a table i think anywhere and and really good for a meal or a or just straight up bar setting uh, who would like this and who wouldn't like this? I think if, if people who love two-player head-to-head games are going to really like this game. It does a fun little spin on this type of game. It's very, very deeply entrenched in its world for you know a fairly light two-player game. It really feels like it's uh, it feels alive. Like the characters are. Um, I don't know. There's some sort of supernatural, uh, I don't know, radiation-based mutations that <laughs> that cause people to have certain powers and. 
Um, so there's definitely like characters in this game that just seemed like, oh wow, you you've become the mimic because you were irradiated and now your eyes are glowing for some reason. Or but there's also these kind of depressing scenes where it's like famine <laughs> is an event card and it's just like, oh god, okay, that's a little too close to reality, Redlands. Um, but this this world feels very very deep and rich, and uh, they did a great job with kind of drawing you into that in the card art. Um, and uh, yeah, you do kind of get pulled into the theme. The, so I think any gamer who likes either the theme, the art style of this era or this what this era is going for, it, and two-player games is going to really love this. Uh, as usual, if you're not a head-to-head gamer, you're not going to really like this. It doesn't chain, flip that on its head by any means. It is pretty much straight the head-to-head competition. And uh, yeah. the ups and downs and frustrations that can go with that exist here for sure. Um, and if, if you don't like attacking... Uh, then that might also like there are certain games where it's not necessarily head to head, but it's you're just attacking things. If you don't, if you're not a huge fan of attacking things, which my wife isn't really, uh, I think that's the main thing that kind of would put my wife off is it's just like oh you're just attacking each other and it's just not it's not her job. Yeah. So if you don't like attacking, it's not gonna it's not gonna change your mind. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't really do anything to change anyone's mind there. So it just embraces that pretty much. <coughs> um, would your mom like this game? Ah, this is definitely not your mom's game. <laughs> I feel like most yeah, no. head-to-head New battle game. games are really not your mom's <laughs> game. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for sure, not not at all. But, um, but yeah, I, overall, Radlands, I think, does what it does really, really well. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I uh, Once again, like you said, I, I love to I'd play it any time. Um, it's something I'm probably not going to pick up because I already have so many two-player head-to-head games, but I thought they did a really great job with this one, and uh, it's definitely worth a look, and I can see why it got so much hype. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, can you think of any other ups and downs? Or no, I guess I would I would assume you agree with me this is not your mom's game. <laughs> yep. It's not my mom's game. It's, it's barely those. my game. Uh, right, but- exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> it'd be funny if there's like some two player head to head game that your mom just is passionate about. Like, I, <laughs> I yeah, can't imagine. It'd, it'd it be crazy. Be. If my mom called me and was just like, Hey, I just picked up Radlands. Um, can you help me understand? I'd be like, what, what is going on? I would assume I would have gone through a multiverse type dimension thing where I'm in a complete, I'm in bizarre world at that point. That would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, Definitely check this one out. I'll just second that again and just say it's it's definitely worth worth a look for sure. But um, yeah, that's Radlands. So there you go, everybody. Uh, let's see. Uh, how do you want to end this guy, this bad boy, this beast that we've unleashed? <laughs> I don't know. How would how, how are you are you feeling <clears throat> rhymy? Uh, or do you just have an uh, excuse? Am- do you have an excuse? I don't have an excuse. I've got no excuse. I just, uh, yeah, I got to get back into the slogans. I got to get my wife recruited here. Uh, You know what? Let's rhyme it. I feel like Anne's has got to, we got to do better with that, right? I mean, Anne's, how how bad, (laughs) how bad at rhyming are we? I mean, not bad. bad. I know we're bad. I know we're bad. (laughs) We're definitely um, bad. uh, Yeah, let's rhyme it up. Let's see how far we can get a rhyme. All right. What is your projection of... Words we can rhyme with oh, ands. I, I mean, I feel like we can do pretty decent. I know, right? So I'm going like, to go like yeah. 14. Oh, snap. All right. Um, 
All right, I'm I'm gonna just jump on the bandwagon. I'll, I'll I will uh, hype myself up and say we're ready for 14. All, All right, right, you want to kick it off? Sure. Let's go with hands. Ooh, nice. Looking at your looking what's right in front of you. Gotcha. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, bands. Damn, that was my next one. Uh, uh, sands. Uh, glands. Ooh, nice one. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> uh, Anything? I'm, I'm like, I can't end that in a <laughs> I think, uh, I think I'm done. Wow, I, I got nothing. Oh. Everything I think of doesn't work. Oh no, we got four. <laughs> oh, no. Ten off of what I thought. Ten off. Pillsbury I'm Grands. Like, <laughs> grands oh, Grands muffins. would have worked. Ah, oh, Grands. Like a hundred Grands. Uh, that doesn't, that's still stupid. <laughs> grams. Uh, brands. That's another one I thought of. Actually, brands that's another one that I thought. Worked. I kept thinking like brands. Blands or like Rands. I'm like, no, none of those are things. <laughs> Well, four. Well, hands, we're terrible. Hands, sand, <laughs> we did it again. We're <laughs> terrible at this rhyming. Oh my god, it seems so easy, but I think I feel like I feel like uh, yeah, I don't know. Hands. Shelly's just gonna be rattling off like fifteen as soon as I get off. Just like you idiots, and she's right. She's absolutely right. Well, we did our best, everyone. Once again, the rhyming duo of chits and chat strikes again. <laughs> And far undermines ourselves in our projections. <laughs> all right. Well, all right, everybody. Well, you can you can let us know uh, the words that we missed in this rhyming scheme. Uh, of course, in a couple different ways. Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and scroll down to our page and fill out our comment form there. We'd love to hear from you guys. And, uh, yeah, let us know what you're playing um, as the weather warms up and everyone wants to go outside. Resist the urge and stay inside and play games. Um, <laughs> uh, never mind. Go outside and do some fun stuff. But then end your evening uh, playing games inside. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. <laughs>